0: This is is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I know some people I want to hate on them because, oh, they just, they're trying to sound like Led Zeppelin. They're a rep-off. Well, okay. If you can sound like Led Zeppelin and actually make people think you sound like Led Zeppelin and you're your own band, that's, that's pretty cool. But then you also write your own sweet songs. A little Greta Van Fleet for you on the way back here on is Now, ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. Hope you had a great week. Happy Friday. Happy homecoming weekend around the state of Montana. It's not just in Missoula. Homecoming in Bozeman as well. You missed anything in the first hour of the show. Rajim Seabrook and myself took us all the way around the wide world of sports. Some NBA, some NFL, some Grizz football, some high school football. We also had our prep, uh, prep extra hot tickets. What are some of the best high school football games? There's a bunch of them tonight in all the different classifications around the state of Montana. We also heard from Allison Lawrence, the head coach of the Grizz volleyball team, as they get set to host the uh, Montana State volleyball team. Grizz have a couple wins in a row in the rivalry game. The mainline trophy, that's what they're playing for. It's a cool trophy, cool tradition. But more importantly, beyond the rivalry, it used to be this rivalry game was like the only one in the volleyball season that anybody cared about. Because neither one of them was very good. Now they're both good. In fact, they both are pretty good. And then they both could make real runs at the Big Sky Conference Championship. And they're doing it with rosters that have Montana girls on it. So uh, that's our first uh, hour of Nuanas Now. Probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M-Store, where they're all grizz all the time. uh, And the MSU Bookstore. How about a whole lot of fun... A whole lot of action, a whole lot of tennis for a great cause. The Watson Children's Shelter and the Peak uh, w- Health and Wellness Center have paired again for the uh, Watson Children's Shelter Tennis Pro-Am. Thursday night, next Thursday, October 5th, at the Wilma, they'll be having a auction. And if you are just the person that's participating, what you're bidding on is you're bidding on a pro to play with. These aren't just any pros. They have Mats Villander, who was, I mean, this guy won three out of four Grand Slams one year, uh, I think 1987 or 1988. They have U.S. Open champions, former Olympians, all sorts of great pro talent available in the auction. You bid on the pros, you get your team together, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you play a whole bunch of tennis matches. There's also a youth event on Friday morning as well. And the best part, all of it, goes toward a great cause, the Watson Children's Shelter, uh, where they are just trying to give back in so many great ways uh, to the youth of this uh, community, especially those that need a little help in hand, need a little bit of a boost. Watsonchildrensshelter.org if you want to learn more. All right, it's Friday, so let's get in some trouble. Well, first of all, did you see the big win that your uh, that your team had last week?
1: Who's my team?
0: Exactly. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) The Bears? I was going to call it your alma mater, but I actually don't even know. Oh, NAU? Did you graduate from there?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Well, I didn't know, because I know you played the tennis for a couple years, but then I didn't know if you actually finished the thing and-
1: why do you think I'm so successful? I got my college degree from Northern Arizona University. <laughs> there you go. Go Jacks.
0: Well, you, you could have been screaming out loud last week because they were beat Tana Grizzlies, and uh, it was something to behold.
1: I know. Dan was like, why aren't you wearing your NAU hat? And I said, I don't NAU have hat. an NAU
0: hat. That's uh, why. <laughs> well, uh, if you when's the last time you went to a game there when you were in college? Yeah. Because they do this thing now where the lumberjack has the chainsaw, and it's so annoying.
1: When they score a goal? Or... <laughs> I
0: mean a touchdown. Yes, when they score a goal. That's all we have to say about that I'm sorry. We can't keep talking about the Grizz. (laughs) We're going to talk about the Grizz all day tomorrow at our ESPN College Game Day, which, by the way, if you want to meet the chick that doesn't know sports, she's going to make a rare appearance in public tomorrow. That's right. So we'll be down there at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot from 1030 until uh, about one. We'll be on air from noon until one, but we'll be setting up and stuff you know, while we're setting up, we probably won't have much time to talk to you unless you I will,
1: because I don't want to do anything.
0: Well, unless you want to help us set up. That's what I was telling you. Oh yeah, that would be nice. I mean, if you you come down early, and you're trying to bother us and talk to us. We got work for you.
1: Yeah, I'll put you to work, but I will give you, if you do come down and help us, I will give you a Grizzly Disposal football.
0: There you go. Wow. Prizes galore. Right. So chicken Does No Sports here. I'll sign it too. honey. ESPN Radio. Uh, chicken Does No Sports will also be at the College Game Day tomorrow. So come hang out with us. We'll be on noon to one down at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. Grizz kickoff at 2 p.m. I guess Idaho State uh, homecoming uh, in Missoula. Okay, so usually you're the one steering the ship when it comes to all this gossip and drama. I got to tell you.
1: What gossip? What, what celebrity football gossip could there possibly be I mean, right now?
0: This, this is, at the same time, I will fully admit, fascinating. And also, it's ruining my vibe. Why? Because I... You, you and I both have a similar job in terms of our sales where a lot of times you're driving around in the car. You like to talk to all your friends on the phone. Yes. That's why you have so many great friends because you call them all the time while That's you're right. driving around. That's right,
1: you got around. a KIT, baby.
0: I uh, call my clients sometimes, but mostly when I'm going from place to place, I'm listening to Bill Simmons's podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the one like thing that I just have that I just like and he's just the guy I just really look up to and his podcast is awesome and I just have, I've just listened to it since the very beginning.
1: Okay, fangirl over here.
0: Dude, they talked about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on this podcast for like forty-five minutes yesterday. I come to you for this kind of stuff. I don't want Bill Simmons talking about this kind of stuff. I want Bill Simmons talking about betting lines and NBA trades. I don't,
1: what were they saying about it? I'm just. Curious. I mean,
0: they said all sorts of stuff. They uh, they said <laughs> Nathan Hubbard, who's like the pop culture analyst at the the uh, the Ringer, he said. This is the, he said, this is the greatest American moment since either Whitney Houston sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl or Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant wrestled at WrestleMania.
1: I disagree with that big time. (laughs) I.
0: This is her first American boyfriend in a while. Really? I mean, isn't it?
1: I don't know. I don't really follow Taylor Swift. Like I like her. I like her music. This has been insane. And I want to tell you to look at the numbers at what this has done.
0: I want to know if it's real.
1: I think they're probably like having a cute little time, but I think it's very beneficial for both of them.
0: Well, right. I mean, the fact that okay, so Travis Kelsey's had a couple endorsement stuff before this season, but then he and his brother Jason, their podcast has blown up the last year or two.
1: Tra- number one right now, thanks to this.
0: Oh, I I totally believe it. It was it was a it was a uh, well well listened to podcast before he started dating Taylor Swift. So Travis Kelsey himself had a little bit of momentum. He got a couple commercials, whatever. He had a reality now, show. Now though, in the last month, there's a million Travis Kelsey commercials.
1: But he didn't start dating. I mean, not, listen.
0: I know. I'm just saying there's just a he lot was, of- uh,
1: This is, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is annoying me because I'm the chick who doesn't know sports <laughs> and I knew who Travis Kelsey was. And all these it's people true. are saying, Taylor Swift put him on the map. And I'm like, he was on the map
0: he was on the map to a certain sector for sure that this is that's the most, when i say what i think i find this fascinating this is the most fascinating part about this to me is that it really does show uh, as popular as the nfl is and it is so popular you know 30 or 40 million people every weekend watch the nfl mm-hmm. that's still only like 12 or 15% of the American population. I mean, there's 375 million people that live in America. Yeah. So 40 million is whatever the percentage is. It's still only about one fifth of the people. Four fifths of the people are not watching the NFL. Right. Way more people know about Taylor Swift than the NFL. That's the most fascinating part about this to me.
1: So um, 24.3 million people tu- tune into that game last week.
0: And it was the worst game of the year.
1: 63% increase for women watching football last I totally week. believe it. They were not watching football. They were trying to catch Taylor Man. Swift in the box. And this but... is
0: where my conspiracy theory mind just starts going crazy because not only was the rating so increased by Taylor Swift, but the game was an absolute abomination. The Chiefs were up 41-0 at right. halftime right. against your Chicago Bears. I know.
1: I had a rough weekend last
0: weekend. <laughs> but but what a perfect thing for the TV. Right. Because they can, they can just pan to T-Swift every five seconds because nobody cares about the game. No. What's she doing? She's drinking vodka crayons. She's screaming and yelling. She's
1: hugging Travis's mom. I mean, okay, a 400% increase in sales of Kelsey's Kansas City Chiefs jersey. So these Swifties are really investing in this relationship that will not last past December.
0: Yeah, right. Mark my words. See, this is my other question is I was going to lead with this, but I wanted to get into it a little bit. Would this, would these two be dating if it was March?
1: Yeah, you texted me this and the answer is no. Right. Yeah. No, they are both benefiting from this. Okay, so
0: this is i I'm going to be a pull of you and I have an inappropriate question.
1: Oh, good. Okay.
0: What, what, what's the boundaries? Like if you, if you are like, I'm a celebrity, you're a celebrity, let's just like have a little fun da- dating relationship so that we can both, like, you help me, out. Do help you mean, you.
1: like, did he get to first base? Is that what you're asking right. me? Right, like,
0: like, like, she's, his podcast is growing, his jersey's selling, and the more people are watching the Chiefs, she's also getting introduced to this whole NFL audience that is like, oh my gosh, there's this girl, and oh, oh J.J. Watt went to her concert, oh, Aaron Rodgers went to her concert, maybe I'll buy it, they're both benefiting from this oh, so much sure. from a fame perspective. Yeah. Like,
1: do you think do they're you, actually you, hooking up?
0: Do you it, get to go out to dinner with her and well, like have deep conversations? Like do you get kisses at the end of the night? Like what's the what's I'm the boundaries? sure they I think they
1: smoked. I bet they smooched. Yeah. But it'd be I don't, really
0: frustrating if it was like
1: Well, I think it's like mutual, I think these PR relationships are put together knowing that they're not getting action. Sure. <laughs> so I think that that is probably off the table. Um, or on the table? Who knows? I mean, they're both attractive people. He totally. said he wanted to ask her on a date. I mean, when he w- said in July, I made a little friendship bracelet with my phone number for her. That was adorable. So totally, maybe they went on. I mean, I heard that after the game okay. they went out on a date. But can
0: I say something so mean?
1: Yeah, always.
0: Travis Kelsey's an incredibly good-looking guy. Yeah, he could get somebody way hotter than Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's gorgeous. Taylor Swift's fine. There's a lot more people that are a lot less famous that are a lot more hot than Taylor Swift. Yeah,
1: but they're not famous.
0: Right, but like I said last week, it would be terrible to date Taylor Swift.
1: Right. No, they're not. This is all <laughs> like, and everyone's in on this and everyone's benefiting from this. I'm not doubting that they're smooching and maybe sexting a little bit and, you know, whatever. But I don't think this is going to be, this is going to go the distance. Man. Now, if I'm wrong, I will... Uh, Sing another, I will you, sing Taylor Swift's
0: breakup you, song. You watch this. You, you watch this. If it's all fake, if it's all just like a uh, fabricated Hollywood script, the way that you'd end this is Taylor Swift dumping Travis Kelsey right before the Super Bowl. And
1: then performing and at the then, Super Bowl. And then
0: performing at the <laughs> Super Bowl and dropping a song, like ripping Travis Kelsey to shreds. And then Kelsey sit over here heartbroken Oh, I mean, man. that would
1: be really good numbers for the Super Bowl. Oh man. So if they're listening. Stay this might away be from
0: these sort of situations, guys. Do not get in these sort of situations. There's nothing that could happen that's good for Travis Kelsey besides the boost in all the numbers.
1: Okay, so um tickets to the Jets KC game are up <sighs> because rumors are that she will be there.
0: Oh, here's how you'd really get it, juicy. This is this is your Bravo TV stuff right here. Okay. You'd write it into the script that Zach Wilson steals her.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, <laughs> that would be the Ms, best he did all Ms, season. hey yo, <laughs>
0: Mr. Milf steals. Yeah. Steals Taylor. Swift.
1: Uh, he is in a spiral. It's hilarious, is what it is.
0: It's, it's something.
1: Anyway, I mean, look. Here we are. Kansas City's benefiting. Taylor Swift's benefiting, even though she's already so famous. But this is, she's getting all the attention. You know, this is all... PR. I mean, I don't I again I think they're 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 smooching, I think they're dating, I think it's fun, but I don't think this is gonna be like, you know, much more than
0: that. All right. Well, I don't know what else to say. Noaz now, ESPN <laughs> radio, SWX by Ten Television and the ESPN MT app. Carol and the chicken does no sports here. Uh, on this Friday. Um last point on this. I, I do think I I don't like Taylor Swift I her music has never done it for me I, I get she's prolific or whatever. It's escaped me a lot like why she is so famous. I, I get it now because it is so prolific and there's like she spans generations and now we have like moms and daughters and they're sharing it together and like I get why it's been this like tipping point where she's taken off here but um I will say I'll give her full credit. she is a marketing. And uh, media genius. Yep. That's why there, this it, is all... A lot of these other, like, staged relationships or whatever, it's just so obvious because the people just look so inauthentic. Yeah. If you don't know any better and you're watching her up in the box with Travis Kelsey's mom, like, maybe she is just really into it or maybe she's just, like, the greatest actress of all time, but she's nailing it. I mean, she, yeah. it looks, like, totally real.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean... She, I saw a really funny meme. It was like Taylor Swift over is like the best fan girl Cause like at the VMAs, she was just like singing and dancing. She looks like a genuinely good, a good time. She looks like she's fun. She likes attention, obviously. Totally. She's, I like her. I don't have a problem with her. I like this pairing. I think it's cute. I would love it, but I just don't think it's like real, real.
0: And. I hope Travis Kelsey doesn't think it's real because that would be really unfortunate. I
1: think Travis Kelsey is fine. (laughs) He's not too worried. (laughs) He's
0: definitely fine. Yeah. Uh, All right. What else you got?
1: Well, I had a hard weekend because um, the Bears lost horribly.
0: The Bears are the worst team in the NFL.
1: I mean, that's nothing new, but yes. No,
0: they've been among the worst teams. They haven't been the actual worst team. They're the worst team.
1: But Saturday, I was not even, I didn't even know who I was. I was checking the score for Oregon versus Colorado. I'm driving to
0: Utah and I'm getting score by score updates from I, Carolyn and laughing so hard because I told you they were going to lose by four touchdowns. I was
1: so mad and not even mad, just sad um a because now i have to go out to lunch with you
0: <laughs> wow kidding. i'm kidding colorado by the way the bet was that colorado was going to get absolutely destroyed by oregon guess who's right again me
1: well you were right um it made me sad but i was what i was most excited for was to watch him after the game and his presser as they call it in I the biz. Did, i
0: did not uh, watch it how did it go
1: he just said we played like garbage. We have no excuses, and you know we'll play better. Blah blah blah. Like he just was great. He and dare I say, humble. Okay. And I love that that this is Deion Sanders' humble era, there as the go. kids say. I <laughs> Stay humble. still love him. I would, if I were Coach Prime. I thought about like, what would I say to myself? And I would say...
0: If I were Coach Prime, what would I say to myself? Put it on a promo, Andrew.
1: After losing like this, and I would say, keep fighting, man. I don't know. I just... Well, the irony is
0: they play USC, and that's what USC says. Fight on. So yeah. here you go. Now, are
1: they playing at SC or in, no, in Colorado? F- no, Folsom
0: Field. Okay. Where's that's that? It, uh, in Boulder. Oh, See you, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that doesn't help me. Jeez. Well... I will be checking those scores, too. Um, uh, I, you want
0: to make another bet? You want to go double or nothing? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Let me see the line. This is going to be... Um, man, they don't have the line on here. That's okay. I, I, I'll I bet you that uh, USC wins by three touchdowns.
1: Okay. What's our bet now? Two lunches or like Two, a fancy lunch?
0: It's a double or nothing. Two lunches or no lunches. Okay. You can get back to even. Three three touchdowns. USC's going to win by at least. Okay. I am probably going to bet this for all you betting officials out there. I'm probably going to tease this up to 27 and a half like I did last week and bet that.
1: What did you think? Okay, so Oregon's um, coach went a little viral with his pre-game yeah. you know, pep talk. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that I love is these hype, these hype talks. Like, I – He's like, we're not playing for clicks. We're playing to win. Then they released this really great video on Monday. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but it was a video of the game and like the smack talking and then them winning, of course, and all that stuff. And it just made me laugh because I'm like, I thought you didn't play for clicks, Oregon.
0: <laughs> well, the, you can say you're playing for wins when you actually have a chance to win. Yes. That's the whole part about this is that by the time the dust settles on this, Colorado is going to have a hard time having a winning record this year.
1: I don't believe you. It was one game. Now, tell me about Oregon's coach. He looks young.
0: He is young. How young is Oregon's he? Oregon's had a variety of coaches in the last little while. They've had just an endless string, and it's really been uh, detrimental to their program. But now Dan Lanning is there, and Dan Lanning's got it rolling. Dan Lanning, is, uh, he's my age. He's, he's, Whoa. He's 37, just turned 37. Um, he... Um, He's just a career football guy. He didn't play in the NFL. He's worked his way up the coaching ranks, started at a high school in Missouri, and then he was a graduate assistant at Pitt, and then he worked at Arizona State, Sam Houston State, Alabama. Oh, wow. And then uh, he was at Memphis, and then he was the defensive coordinator at Georgia.
1: Now, am I just getting older, or are these coaches getting younger?
0: That's both, both things are true.
1: Okay, because yeah, I also yeah. noticed this Mike McDaniel.
0: Yeah, Mike that, McDaniel's one of the youngest coaches in the NFL.
1: Did you know that, um, half of the NFL head coaches are under 45.
0: I, I, I would totally believe that. It's definitely a, a new wave.
1: I really was thinking I'm losing my mind. I know I'm getting older, but they look so young. For sure. Now, Mike McDaniel looks like fun.
0: Mike McDaniel also looks like he's 14.
1: No, he does, but he's like, I see the sideline, you know, things, and he's uh-huh. funny. Yeah, I he's, like him.
0: He's a very unique, uh, he only played a year of college football, He's an Ivy League guy. Yale. He's uh, he's just been this sort of like boy genius prodigy. And then he got a shot. He worked for Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco for a little while. And then he got a shot with Miami. And I think a lot of people thought it wasn't going to work.
1: 3-0 right he now. Ha- he
0: had some personal demons. Yes, uh, I was, saw a uh, little interview about he that. He was on the sauce a little bit yep. too much. And uh, he seems to have uh, calmed that down. And uh, I think that's gone hand-in-hand hand with how great they are. I they like them. They do stuff in a completely different fashion. They also just have an unbelievably talented roster. You know, the fact that Tua Tagovailoa is back to full strength is a huge advantage. I mean, people forget, like, the, Tua got turned into this, like, concussion infomercial or something, and people forget that he's, like, one of the great college quarterbacks ever.
1: I would have and liked him to retire after his head injury. But
0: well, now that he's dropping 70 points on the Broncos, he's right. feeling pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, that's my only complaint about Mike is that—Mike, we're on a first-name yeah, basis—is yeah, yeah. that— um I feel like maybe he should have advised differently.
0: Well, not if they go out out and win it.
1: I know. I just don't want him to get, I'm really worried about him.
0: You shouldn't be. He's having a great time right now. I
1: know he's having a great time, (laughs) but in 10 years he's not. And that's true. He's going to need a calendar to keep track (laughs) of stuff like you. Oh my
0: God. (laughs) You want us now, ESPN radio, uh, chicken, no sports presented by Aspen sound, Aspen sound, uh, it's crazy to say, but it is late September. I don't know where the hell September went, but it's late. It just late. flew. It is late September. I wore my coat to work today, so that means it's going to be getting colder out. So uh, do yourself a favor. Go get an automatic car starter down there at Aspen Sound. It helps preserve the quality of your car and also just makes it a lot more pleasant in the mornings when you go out to get in your car to go to work. Aspen Sound specializing in uh, automatic starter installations as well as uh, in-car, in-vehicle stereo systems. Located on Broadway in Missoula. Proud to present the chick who does no sports. All right, what else you got?
1: Joe Namath. Remember him? What's he
0: doing? Oh, yeah. Posting his nylons.
1: He's talking mad smack about the Jets. Okay. He wants everyone fired. Why? Because he thinks Zach Wilson is a disaster. Well, that's true. He doesn't. He thinks the coaches should go. He just thinks they need a whole revamp.
0: Well, I you'd be very sad if all your boyfriends got fired because you love these. I know. Coaches. Uh, I
1: would be sad too. I I disagree. Even I, though I know nothing.
0: Zach Wilson is an unmitigated disaster, and somebody needs to be held accountable for that. It it it's like Tutel always says. It's really hard to hate on people that are put in positions that they didn't ever deserve to be in.
1: Right. He's it's just there Zach doing It's not Zach Wilson's fault
0: that he was the number two overall pick. Zach Wilson should have never been the number two overall pick. Zach Wilson shouldn't have been drafted in the first round, but they picked him in the first round at number two, and they're going to have to deal with the consequences They wanted like those
1: that. MILFs tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> so they just added. I think they just thought he
0: was good, and he's not good. That's the problem. But I don't think the coaches should get fired. I think that I think that somebody in the front office should get held accountable for this. I don't think the coaches should get fired because they
1: just added Trevor Seaman.
0: <laughs> Simeon, goodness, <laughs> just seventh grade all over the place.
1: That's how it looks like. It's
0: XYZ PDQ, She says to me earlier. <laughs> We're in seventh grade, and it's 1992 here on the Shaker doesn't know sports. Sorry. Trevor Simeon was signed by the New York Jets.
1: So he was just added. That's right. Colin Kaepernick sent a very nice letter asking to be considered.
0: Oh, poor Cap.
1: Now, Kaepernick is 35. That's right. I think...
0: still better than Zach Wilson.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't disagree. Well, I I wouldn't know. But why is no one giving him a chance? Oh,
0: man. We don't have time for that conversation.
1: (laughs) I just feel like he deserves a chance. I understand everything, Yeah. But if he's still good, let the man play. Yeah. Now he is thirty five, so I think he's probably wealthy enough to just relax, right?
0: He got that Nike
1: campaign
0: and Yeah, he's made a lot of money in endorsements and he had a big one big contract.
1: What if he decided to coach?
0: Whoa, that would be weird. I just don't know if anybody's gonna touch him.
1: Yeah. Well
0: He's made a whole industry out of being the guy that's like out of the industry, you know? Yeah. That's that's where I think this is the number one reason. I don't know if like the, he's being blackballed and all that is as valid anymore. I think that mostly people just don't want to touch him because they don't want to be a part the of Ni- like yeah. the whole PR Nike thing.
1: Maybe he um, could just go do some TED Talks.
0: Yeah, he, that'd be good.
1: Okay. I'm going to try and revamp his career. <laughs>
0: okay, what else you got? We're almost out of time. <laughs> that's today. it. I
1: That's it. I Condensed. We got it all in. Look
0: at you. Radio in a very concise manner with the chick who doesn't know sports. That's right. Thanks to the uh, Hype House and the Hothouse for uh, their continued support as well. Uh, Hype House has great spin classes and also a revamped strength uh, class schedule. You can hit it up uh, a variety of different times during the day. The best part about this, especially if you're a busy working person, the workouts are super efficient, about 45 minutes long, in and out, go back to work and uh, feel really good. Hothouse down there... Uh, in downtown Missoula, also a great place for functionality, functional strength, and uh, mindful relaxation. I
1: am uh, going to get zen today. Love I need it.
0: it. Yeah, love it. Um, I'll be doing some dry needling today, but Ooh. once my dry needling is uh, is finished, then I'm going to start coming back to the yoga.
1: Do it. I had, they, to, get,
0: I had to get more, uh, I, get, I had to get PT, so then the yoga works better. You yes, know what I mean? yeah.
1: Hothouseyogamissoula.com has the new fall schedule. Nice. They added a bunch of classes. Uh, so check it out, because it's getting cold out there. It'll be really nice and warm in there.
0: And Hype House Studio, uh, dot com has their schedule. They also have a great app at the Hype House as well. It's located there on Tool Avenue in Missoula. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks. Need a place to watch the Grizz hockey game tomorrow night. 7.30, puck drop from the Glacier Ice Rink. You can't make it down there. Head on over to Buffalo Wild wings They got beers, wings, burgers. They'll be streaming Grizz hockey games home and away Neither one of those works. Listen to the Grizz Hockey on 102.9 ESPN Radio and on the ESPN MT app. Crosstown Preview plus Sentinel at Butte. Bunch of AA football coming at you. Garden City Spotlight next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively, while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. What well, is now ESPN Radio. It's time now for our Garden City Spotlight. It's probably presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op is focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Before crosstown, let's talk about one of the best games in the state of Montana in the Mining City. All right, guard City Spotlight, Dane Oliver joining us now, the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. Sentinel coming off of a 35-21 win over Big Sky last week at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And another tough test for uh, Missoula Sentinel this week with Butte uh, on the slate. Coach, thanks for joining us, man. First of all, what would you think of the way your team finished last weekend? I, uh, I was there at the game, and it was uh, a fun game, a really fun high school football game back and forth, great crowd on hand. And uh, you guys made some plays in the fourth quarter to pull away, so what would you think of your ability to finish?
2: Well, I think time you get through homecoming with a win, it's a, it's a good week. So it felt like survival at some times, but just super proud of our ability to, you know, get a goal line stand there in the fourth quarter. They had it on the one inch line, and we buckled down, and then we kind of we put the game away with a, a long, nice drive to come out on top.
0: Turning turnovers into points always a key factor, can always be a huge momentum swing in, in football. But what have you thought of your team's ability to do that so far this year, and how important was it in just in that game?
2: well i mean any time you can steal an extra possession especially in a cross town game and sometimes big sky will play the game where you limit your possession so you know i think we had a we had an interception that we didn't do anything with left in the in the first half so it was a big emphasis for us in the, at halftime is just, if the defense makes a play like that we've got we've got to capitalize and the, they're learning how to play the game still and uh so just just pleased to to make some big plays you know we have some injuries right now we just seem to be you know bit by that injury bug but to have guys step up and find a way is, is awesome
0: well i know i was texting you earlier this week uh to highlight a couple of the individuals uh from this performance but i want to talk to you about ryan hadel because i know that uh, you, you sent along the the stat sheet and uh, this kid was all over the place and he played an unbelievable amount of snaps so I uh, just talk to us just about what he's bringing right now on both sides for the spartans
2: yeah, just for a junior to play that many snaps is tough uh but ryan's a super cerebral football player uh and he just has a knack for it. And we, he was kind of beat up as a sophomore. He probably p- played more varsity snaps as a sophomore. But to see him work so hard, he's a great kid, great student. Uh, I think he played 140 snaps last Friday, which more than Travis Hunter at Colorado. So, uh, <laughs> and, just, and then he made he made some big impact as well. Uh, you know, he he had the, the touchdown to put us up by two, and he hasn't played a lot of running back, uh, but he just made a ton of plays. Just super proud of him.
0: One thing I've been asking uh, a lot of the coaches from around the state is to, uh, just to give me a, a highlight or just a thought on, on your lines because I know a lot of times we talk a lot about the guys that touch the ball all the time. But uh, anybody in particular that stood out on the offensive front for you or any, or just a, sort of a, just a, the identity of, of that group, what have you thought of just the way they're playing right now?
2: Yeah, just a kid that plays both ways for us. And Christian Knowles, the team captain. I think he had one of the better weeks of practice that uh, we've ever had for a Spartan last week heading into homecoming. That's tough to do as a senior captain in homecoming. And just proud of his uh, ability to focus, and he's, a, he's a, once again, a 4.0 kid. But all our guys up front, uh, Braden Wallace, Quinn Trinnell, Pete Fuller, some seniors that come out to mind, uh, Shazad Khan is another kid. Those guys have been awesome, and you can't win without them.
0: Dane Oliver here on the Garden City Spotlight, the head coach of Missoula Sentinel. Sentinel coming off of a crosstown win over Big Sky. They're now 4-1, and including 3-0 and in Western AA play. And uh, no rest for the weary, Coach. You guys have had a, a tough schedule so far, and now you've got to go uh, into one of the tougher places in A to play in Ranchi Stadium, playing at Butte on Friday night. So um, Butte's been good. They pulled some, out some uh, close games against some great teams, uh, namely West and Glacier. So uh, just your thoughts on Coach Gray's squad and the challenge you guys face on Friday.
2: Well, you, you know what you're getting when you go into Butte with the crowd and the crowd noise and um, just how their style of play. Uh, they, they've they won games in the fourth quarter and it's kind of their up-tempo offense will do that to you. They kind of wear you down, uh, but they have a system they run and uh, defensively they're aggressive, uh, more aggressive than they've been in previous years. So it'll be a tough challenge. Uh, it, it's honestly our, our favorite place to play. Uh, and that, you know, fortunately we've been successful there. And so ask me after this game, how I feel about the stadium, but what a great experience for our kids uh, to play in such a, such a storage stadium as Naranchi. And so it's exciting, uh, something those kids will remember forever, and looking forward to a, another, another Friday night.
0: Well, it should be a fun Friday night. Always a great time when anytime the Butte hosts a game. It's always a great time anytime there's AA football on the docket. And uh, I'm just so impressed with how many teams are competitive this year, and just how uh, tough the AA is as always. But it seems like that, even you know the, the the improvements across the board have been uh, noticeable. So been fun to follow. Missoula Sentinel at Butte on Friday. Dane Oliver joining us here on Nuances now. Coach, appreciate the time, man, and the best of luck this weekend.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Coulter.
0: Current City Spotlight here on Nuana's Now. I must say, in the uh, name of full transparency, I interviewed Matt Johnson earlier this week. The uh, chip that goes into the chip, that goes into the port, that goes into the computer, that then you send to the production, I don't know where it's at. I I feel bad about it. But how about a little commentary about Missoula Big Sky and Missoula Hellgate? This is Nuana's Now here on ESPN Radio. Big Sky's 2-3. and They got a couple wins over Flathead and Belgrade. They have three losses. But uh, the last two are in the last two weeks to two of the top four teams in the state. They took Butte down to the wire in Missoula, lost 36-29. Then last week, it was 21-21 at halftime against Missoula Sentinel. Then 28-21, midway through the fourth quarter. But Big Sky had the ball in Sentinel territory. But then Drew Martins threw a pick. Sentinel turned that interception into a touchdown. So Sentinel wins 35-21. The point is... The Eagles have been close, and with this new playoff format where the top couple teams from the East and the West get byes, but then you can get home games and 12 teams make the playoffs, Big Sky is certainly in the mix for a home playoff game, and that's that's one thing that Coach Johnson told me this week as a, a, a defined and stated goal. They have a mix there at Big Sky. They got... 20-plus seniors, but they also have a very talented sophomore class. Drew Martins was the guy at quarterback coming into the year, but then the Omelette kid took over. He's a sophomore, but then he got hurt against Sentinel, so Martins came back in. So they have two quarterbacks that can certainly function. they got a lot of good talent there at Big Sky. Hillgate, they're 0-5. They're still searching for their first win. They're playing a ton of sophomores up on the varsity. They don't have very good numbers throughout the whole program, but they have better numbers than they've had. So now they actually have a freshman team, a JV team, and a varsity team. That sounds so simple, but that's something that's eluded Hellgate more often than not over the last 10 years. If you don't have a JV team, you can't get the younger kids the reps that they need. They got a JV squad now. So now kids that are freshmen through juniors are getting a chance to play and cut their teeth and try to get better before they get to varsity. The better sophomores and juniors, though, are up on the varsity, so they're taking their lumps right now, but I do appreciate what Ryan Nelson, the head coach there at Hellgate, is doing. I get what they're doing. And I think that w- when you are trying to rebuild it from the ground up, that's what you got to do. It's always going to be hard at Hellgate. There's a variety of reasons for that. There's, there's just the, the, the school districts that you're drawn from, the way Missoula has uh, grown and expanded, Not a lot of people can afford to move into the district in Hellgate. And if you can afford to move in there, you're probably going to be a fluent family. And I'm not saying that doesn't cater towards football. Certainly, affluency and sports go hand in hand pretty much across the board. But a lot of times, especially when you're moving to Missoula, a lot of times those are maybe student athletes that gravitate towards the other stuff, like tennis and cross country and soccer. (laughs) Guess what? Hellgate's great at all those things. So Hellgate has a great sports culture, I mean, they're four-time defending state champs in boys' soccer. They're the defending state champions in boys' basketball. They've been very good in girls' basketball. They're awesome in cross-country on both sides. Hulgate has a whole bunch of great stuff going on in their athletic department. It's just football that's been a struggle. A lot of that's just like the culture that exists there. A lot of it's the open enrollment. A lot of times kids that are maybe right... I mean, if 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 you're in Missoula, if you're listening to this in the city of Missoula, you know... That Hellgate and Sentinel are what four minutes from each other. <laughs> so where are you going to high school? You know, it's in terms of like the convenience of it and the district of it or whatever. It's 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 you you know you're 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 splitting hairs. That's all to say that I think the Hellgate's doing a good job, and if they can be competitive in this game with Big Sky tonight, I think that that would be good for their program. And I also think that Big Sky needs to take another step. Big Sky has been really good when they play really good teams. They've also played down to their competition when they've played the teams they're supposed to beat. So how does the Eagles play above their level of competition and get a big win? Or how does Hellgate stay competitive or even stay in the game or even pull an upset? It should be a good one down at Missoula County Public Stadium tonight. Crosstown for the second week in a row here in Missoula. That's our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented by the Montana Educators Credit Union. You don't have to be a teacher to be a part of the Montana Educators Credit Union. Anybody can be involved, but it certainly is beneficial for teachers and to teachers as well. Give us some final thoughts on what's coming up this weekend. Next, keep it right here at ESPN Radio. Nine ESPN, Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. No matter how much we think we know, we don't know anything. Sports are completely unpredictable. Welcome back. New Honda's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MTF. app. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great week so far. Uh, if you want to, please come see us tomorrow morning. We'll be down at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. Starting set up about 1030 We'll be broadcasting from 12 until 1. The Grizz kickoff against Idaho State at 2 p.m. Homecoming Saturday here in Missoula. It's our ESPN College game day. If you'd like, please come hang out with us. Missing the show today. All sorts of talk. Rajim Seabrook all the way around the wide world of sports, plus some of the prep hot tickets. We also heard from Allison Lawrence, the Grizz volleyball coach, as they prepare to host Montana State on uh, tonight right now about I don't know, twelve minutes from now at Dahlberg Arena. We also heard from Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports. We also talked some crosstown, Big Sky versus Hellgate, and we hear from Dane Oliver. Those little Sentinel leading up to their clash at Naranchi Stadium in Butte. All of it. All in ones now podcast probably presented. By Blackfoot Communications, the M Store where they're all grids all the time. And the MSU Buck Store. I say that no matter how much we know, we don't know anything at all. When it comes to the predictability or unpredictability of sports, well, first of all, I lost all my money on the Cowboys-Cardinals game last week. I shouldn't say that. I didn't lose all my money. Don't worry, Mom. I'm only I I'm very incremental and disciplined about the betting. But but I really did have that game in a couple parlays, and it's it's impossible to predict. I mean, that's the thing about the NFL that makes it so great. I mean, the Cowboys very well might and probably will rebound and go, I don't know. I'd say worst-case scenario for the Cowboys this year is like, Ten and seven or eleven and six—I don't know—and and they probably will be more like a twelve and uh, twelve and five team or even a thirteen and four team. They'll they'll be right there for not only the NFC East title but the uh, the top record uh, in the NFC. But what I mean is that Andrew Houghton, myself, the crew at Skyline Sports—we we, we diagnose the Big Sky, we play it all out, and the Big Sky has has experienced, I was going to say suffered, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's it's experienced very much the same stratification as the top level of college football, where the haves and the have-nots have been totally divided. The resources you pour in, the coaches that you have, the, the money that you're putting into it, the exposure you have, the branding, all that. I mean, everybody loves college football. They love all these different storylines. Everybody right now is on the Deion Sanders and Coach Prime train at Colorado and yada, yada, yada. I'm here to tell you that no matter how well the Coach Prime train goes, Colorado's not winning nothing this year. They might go eight and four. They might go nine and three. They're gonna make a bowl. Probably, maybe not. I don't know, but I, I think that probably they'll make a bowl. What's that bowl though? The holiday bowl? You know, the 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 Alamo bowl. They're not winning the Pac-12. They're not going to the Rose Bowl. They're not going to the college football playoff. It's not has nothing to do with Coach Prime. And Colorado, it has to do with that nobody's going to the college football playoff and nobody's playing in the Rose Bowl except for one of the top six to eight teams in the country. If you're not in the SEC, you're not in the Big Ten. If you're not Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, one of these blue-blood true powers, you ain't doing it. It ain't happening. In the Big Sky Conference, we thought that same dynamic was true. We thought it was, no question, Montana State's the front runner. Idaho, Sacramento State maybe Montana, maybe Eastern Washington, excuse me, maybe UC Davis uh, and maybe Weber State would challenge. Eastern was the one we didn't think was going to be in it. Now, Eastern Washington has won two straight ranked games. They beat Southeastern Louisiana in the non-conference. They beat UC Davis in Davis last year, last week. So now, all of a sudden, you got a little momentum. Eastern's up to number 19 in the country. We heard from Aaron Best, the head coach of Eastern Washington, yesterday. And now guess what? We got a clash with rivalry implications, but also playoff implications and also Big Sky Conference title implications as well. Idaho's up to number four in the polls after beating Sac State last week. And Eastern's up to number 19 in the polls. They play in Cheney. Idaho's never won on the red field. The red field's only been around since 2010, but Idaho has never won on the red field. That's a real statistic. So they're certainly hungry. If they really are a big sky contender, they got to go to Cheney Washington and get a win. Eastern, though, could be the one that stirs the whole pot. They're, they could be the one that disrupts this whole thing. We sort of had Eastern written off. We thought, you know, Eastern Washington, Portland State coin flip game couple, you know, in November. Eastern Washington coming to Montana State the second to last weekend of the year preceding the Cat Grizz game. Oh, cats will roll them. Well, what if Eastern's good? What if Eastern's really good? We'll see. That's the matchup of the week in the Big Sky Conference. Other than that, though, it seems like a lackluster week in the league because you have a whole bunch of games that you think are just going to go chalk, including Idaho State at Montana and Portland State at Montana State. But I'm here to tell you, one, this is an absolute playoff game for the Grizzlies. That might sign hy- that might sound, excuse me, hyperbolic. It is an absolute playoff game for the Grizz because. They can't lose to Idaho State or Northern Colorado because they're going to have to figure out a way to beat then. Let's say Idaho State, Northern Colorado, are, boom, they're in the, the back pocket. That's five wins for the Grizz, but one of those is a D2 win. So now you're still going to have to figure out a way to get two more wins between at UC Davis, at Idaho, Sac State coming to town, and Montana State coming to town. The Grizz win big tomorrow. They can reignite some momentum. They can take some momentum going down to Davis. Now all of a sudden that game seems more attainable. Maybe then you win that one. You take a couple game winning streak. You're five and one. You're going into Moscow. You're looking for revenge. The season's back on track. If they struggle tomorrow, or I mean, and I'm not I have no rooting interest in any of this, but I'm gonna say it. Heaven forbid they lose tomorrow. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this is this is SOS. This this is A code red, as Andrew called it on the Big Sky Breakdown uh, earlier this week. But that's what I'm saying is the more we think we know, the more we have no idea. We think that we know all these things, but all of a sudden, Montana goes to NAU and completely lays an egg. Now, I think NAU is a little bit better than Idaho State, but if you lose to NAU, I think that anything's on the table at this point. I do think Northern Colorado is the worst team in the league. So I think if Montana lost Northern Colorado on October 28th, I don't even know what to tell you after that one. But it's a huge game for uh, Montana tomorrow. Andrew, any thoughts on this one? I mean, this is this is not hyperbole to say that this is an absolute no-question must-win. The Grizz have to win convincingly tomorrow to reroute their season. Well, also, it's homecoming That's right. against a team that has never beaten you in Missoula? That's right. In the in the history of the Big Sky Conference, this is the 60th anniversary of the Big Sky Idaho State's never won here.
2: Yeah, and and just as far as, as more on the field stuff goes, the preparation has to look on point. You have to know what Idaho State's going to do in this game. They're going to try to throw the crap out of it. You just have yep. to be fully prepared for all of that after you didn't look all that prepared last week against Northern Arizona. They got some stuff over on you. I mean, Cody Hawkins is going to try to throw some trick plays
0: at you. You yep. know that. You just can't look as unprepared
2: as you did last week.
0: Yep. I also think that uh, Montana State's absolutely rolling. They're coming off of a 40 to nothing win at Weber State. Portland State's going to throw the kitchen sink at them. I know Bruce Barnum said on the show yesterday, he said, We're not going to pull any gimmicks. We're not going to run any trick plays. BS. <laughs> Barnum can't help himself. They're absolutely going to throw something more, two somethings at Montana State that they aren't expecting. So uh, we'll see. But uh, like, I, I, like I always try to say, games are not played on paper. That's what Aaron Best, Watch, the head coach, always vehemently reminds us of. And uh, it's true again this weekend. Thanks so much for spending so much time with us this week. We really appreciate you. Thanks to all of our great guests. Thanks to our production team in the back. Thanks to our engineering team and everybody that helps put the show on the air. If you want to come hang out with us before the Grizz game tomorrow, we'll be coming to you live from 12 until 1, but we'll be down there before and after 2 p.m. kickoff against Idaho State. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there. Have a great time. And be good. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you on Monday at 4 p.m. for the Montana Football Hour. In the meantime, have an excellent weekend. Nuwadis Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuwadis from